El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a weekly column for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do anything at all. Joining me today, he is a fantastic comedian who has been on the show a whole bunch of times, but it's been a while. We're always happy to have him here. Ladies and gentlemen, Hot Dog and Dave Waite. Also joining me, he is sometimes my co-host on Conspiracy the Show. He was most recently a writer on Lights Out with David Spade, and he's on Unpopular Opinion today. Arguably the greatest achievement of those three. Ladies and gentlemen, Connor McSpadden. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, my favorite co-host of all, Isolation, baby. I don't have a co-host, but I got a couple of guests. Connor McSpadden is here. Holy shit. Blah, blah. Back in the trap indeed, man. It's good to see you, Adam. It's good to see you, man. How have you been? I've been good, man. I mean, uh, it's. I was honestly kind of like really like 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 genuinely anticipating the moment I, I i came crawling back to podcasting when <laughs> would you believe it comedy central canceled a television show i've never known them to do such a thing i couldn't believe it so yeah i think i think it's the first time that's happened i think so yeah also joining us dave wait how's it going hey, man hey man how's it how's it going i uh I'm such like a dad with the Zoom. I'll I'll probably be doing this and move, you know. Like Dave, Dave's bedroom looks like a like a room where a journalist is found murdered. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I like the one like sheet for a curtain and shit. And it's the re- it's I should- Jeffrey Epstein researcher found dead mysteriously. <laughs> the reason I have this up here is because there's a street light and the way it's angled, it shines directly in my face when I'm laying there at night. So I had to put the, I mean, I should figure out some other way to do it, but it's, I just, there's no way I could sleep with like a fucking street, street light in my face. <laughs> I got, I'm right on the, uh, I'm in Hollywood and I'm right like on the street side. So I just hear like, before quarantine, I just hear like drunk girls trying to find their car. Ever like, Kelly, no, it's a, come on, they're over here. It sounded like a Eliza Schlesinger bit <laughs> my bedroom every night when I was trying to sleep. So that's my thing. But dude, the street light in your face sucks, man. Also, we got a, we've had a bird situation. That I, I believe there's a mockingbird in the tree out in front of my house. And uh, that's really driven me crazy. I've went out there and like, sh- the tree is too thick to shake it. And then I guess people said if you shine a flashlight in the tree, maybe the bird will go away. And if you have a squirt gun, especially then- you're like the U S government trying to take down Noriega. Yeah. I was it- Especially if the bird has cocaine on him, they'll think that he's like getting the the cop flashlight in his face. <laughs> I mean, the fucked up thing about the bird is it starts around midnight and then doesn't stop all night long oh my god dude yeah that's a fucking problem and how are you doing connor pretty good man i mean i i'm I, like most of america i am my own terrorizer you know in in the quarantine 
It's a real. It is funny, like kind of watching everybody like start cutting their own hair and being trapped with their thoughts. It's like, oh man, you guys are bad at this. I have been like running this game since high school. I know exactly how to fucking go crazy. It's it's it, like seeing everybody's first rodeo has been amusing to me. Yeah, it's been a pretty seamless transition for me. It's like, yeah. oh, I have to not leave the house now. Can do. That's what I was doing before this. Oh, you people feel like nothing is real. Welcome to step one, noob. All right? It's fucking levels to this shit, man. I'm, yeah, I definitely feel like the world is operating at my speed now. And it's uh, people can't handle like Like, the people that are, like, such workaholics and all that sort of stuff. And now, like, they they can't figure out how to ramp down. And I, I've actually probably become more productive just to be, like, kind of fill in the time and shit. Yeah. So I feel like, man, I'm crushing it, even though – I'm not working the level, uh, you know, somebody works real hard does, but <laughs> me not working at all. I don't know if that made any sense, but yeah, you know, it's like you got to fucking, uh, just on a different rubric for like on the quarantine rubric, you're getting like an A, you know, yeah. just regular, everybody can go to Starbucks whenever they want. It's like, you're like a D plus student. And I, I operate in a similar place. Yeah. I have, legitimately thought a couple times throughout this that i would sort of prefer that it extend to like july or august i I feel like i'm saving money i'm getting shit done like let's just let's just lock down fuck it uh but we're today we're not talking about coronavirus we're talking about news you missed because of coronavirus because i don't know if anyone watches cnn you shouldn't but i turn it on for background noise sometimes and it's 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 nine eleven levels of just covering one thing. Like it's the only thing that's on the news right now. I just don't understand. Like, well, like until there's some big like policy change or some like mandate, like these people can go back and do this. It's like in taking new information that is like predicated solely on we need new things to tell you about this is like such a destructive way to you know like live your life, construct your sort of worldview right now. That I'm just. There's sort of people where I'm just like, mom, just stop. Why? Like, you're going to be doing the same shit. You'll have the mask and the glove and the hand sanitizer. It's like, you you have no idea. You don't, you're not like working for the people that count the dead bodies. Like, this is not going to influence or change your life in any way. Like, just like, relax and let it happen to you. You know, like, just breathe through it. <laughs> I mean, there's like nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been watching the news and it, I don't know, it it can't be good for people. Like, there's no way, like, just having the news on and hearing this shit repeated over and over. Like, we need to know what's happening when it comes to coronavirus, but you need to know for, like, an hour a day. And then go do other shit. I mean, I, I haven't really fucked with the news. Every time I fuck with the news, they've kind of always too heavy for me, so... I've really just been trying to do other stuff and be creative. And I did watch the news today because I thought they said maybe Kim Jong-un died or something. So that was, I turned it, but see it like that should be the number one story. And I had to wait like 40 minutes to get to the Kim Jong-un thing. Yeah. It was like, it was Corona. I'm like, dude, we know Corona, bro. Well, this is new. Yeah. Give me the fucking Kim Jong-un scoop. Thoughts and prayers to Dennis Rodman right now. He's probably really going through it. I'm sure I'm yeah. sure Trump will find him a job. <laughs> My old pal. I prepped him on fucking uh on the, the Bruce Willis roast and made, like this my favorite thing about Dennis Rodman is that he had he kept three different flip phones in his like big ass tube socks, like all in the same <laughs> socks, and he just like 
root around in there and like plop them out on the table and just like field phone calls from various like benefactors and baby mamas and sh- I don't know exactly. It was all just like you could tell like oh this is the drug phone and this is the side chick phone and then this is the like sketchy government like I got to call Kim Jong Un phone and uh, I just thought man three flip phones in the sock that's living you know. <laughs> Were they at least nice flip phones? Oh heavens no! These were like some real Boost Mobile fucking like like the single ply toilet paper of cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> you can see like the hinge deteriorating when you have to flip them open or whatever. It's great stuff. Jesus Christ, Dennis Rodman! I know, man. And I I always liked having like okay. I was like, well, I got one guy. You know, you kind of Kevin Bacon yourself or whatever. It's like oh okay, I can. I could I reasonably someone who remembers me in some like what to whatever capacity that man is capable of memory at this point, uh, like you know is you know there's, that someone's carrying around a little bit of you while they're in these situations. Go, oh, so it's a sad day, sad day for me. My, my as a as a conspiracy star fucker. <laughs> yeah, the the Kim Jong Un story is I'm assuming gonna be pretty big. I don't think we've confirmed he died just yet. Maybe TMZ said he's dead, and TMZ knows when motherfuckers are dead. Yeah, TM TMZ usually gets that shit right. That is true. Yeah, that's like they've kind of slid into the gawker spot a little bit of like getting those kind of crazy scoops out really fast. Yeah. Next in the line of succession over there, like what what goofy like fucking you know anime villain is like next in line? Like they all have like slightly different like affectations and like character trait you know of, the, of that whole dynasty of you know from i think it might be his sister yeah that's what they were saying his sister's like a 90 percent chance damn okay yeah i mean that'll be interesting you always wonder if there's like one guy who's like i would be not i'm so not down with any of this i'm waiting for my turn like you hope that there's that guy or that chick in there but i don't know seems likely yeah he's got a brother who well now I think that's who they killed at the airport by rubbing nerve gas on his face. So never mind. No, I remember that by tricking him into thinking that he was on like a prank. Like they they were like, hey, we're doing a Quibi show where you got to put this T-shirt over your head. And then they gave him 50 bucks and he puts it over his head. There's like a weird, rare nerve gas that like only a couple countries didn't know how to make. And it was like like a little like wink and a nod to let you know. It's like, hey, this man was assassinated in this airport. Well, what they did is they staged a prank show. That's what he just said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they didn't. But they didn't. uh, They basically tricked someone into killing him. He didn't put the thing on his face. This woman ran up and rubbed it on his face. And she had been doing that the whole week to people just as a prank. And this time when she did it, they put like some fucking nerve agent on the the cloth and it killed him knowing show business i bet that's still in that woman's like hosting reel <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet she's still like well okay well you got to cut it before i didn't i couldn't get an ed, I, I don't have iMovie. i couldn't get him to lop off the part where he starts coughing <laughs> up blood but i mean the stuff with some of those like uh, uh you know <laughs> singapore is good man i mean <laughs> i got good man on the street skills i think i would be great for this project <laughs> yeah so I guess we'll see where the the North Korea story goes, but let's get into some important news stories that have happened recently. Like how Lizzo's song Juice got pulled from the video game Rock Band because it forced players to sing the N-word. I didn't know people were still fucking with Rock Band. I guess that was the big takeaway from that story I had. 
That's a good point. You know, it's like, wow, we're still we're still doing it middle school style in the living room, huh? You know? Yeah, apparently the game still gets updated with new songs every once in a while, even though it's like the game itself is like five years old. And yeah. what was that? Oh, no, I was going to continue. Oh, uh, and apparently Juice by Lizzo. Is it, are either of you familiar with this song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a bang. It's a good song. Uh, yeah, I'm not. But you can just look at us and answer that question yourself. <laughs> yeah, it is. It it fucking slaps. Oh, it's great. I I did a I did a version on Twitter where every time she said juice, it was uh, David Schwimmer talking about OJ from that uh, FX show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had him doing juice, but yeah, I got I got into it pretty. I had to listen to it a shitload because I wrote for the shitty uh, music awards show, and she was on it, and. Uh, yeah, I was like, I kind of got Stockholm. I was like, okay, this. I was like, that was the one tune I was actually into that I had to play over and over. Yeah, and it uh, has has the N word in it. There's a line in the song, and when this game downloaded, the thing about Rock Band is there's a way you can play it where you sing along. Like there's a microphone attachment you can buy, and you get points for hitting notes correctly and for being on pitch and things like that yeah so you would literally lose points if you did not say the n-word while playing this game i just wish i could have been in the room the first couple times this happened oh yeah yeah i want to see that decision making in real time like i hear there's all this talk about how everybody has access to your webcam even when it's off now is the time for like the intern to go above his pay grade and hack a couple like you know they're just Midwest children, like just <laughs> singing the N word with their with their with their fat siblings in Ohio. You know, be, like a twenty minute compilation of just them doing that line over and over again would be so. Like I I would be completely down for the media hack apocalypse if we got to see content like that. You know. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to right now just wanted to fill you in on a whole new way to subscribe to the unpopular opinion podcast head to unpops.supercast.tech and for just three dollars a month you get every episode of unpopular opinion access to our massive back catalog of episodes plus a bonus episode every week all completely ad free what kind of bonus episodes glad you asked stuff like the burner phone show a monthly call-in show where you get to call me and a whole menagerie of Unpops hosts and ask us whatever question you want. We don't even screen the calls or anything. Also, you know those Unpopular Opinions episodes we were doing for a while there? We'll be doing those as a monthly bonus episode also. And Best Bad Movie Ever with Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell is returning as a subscriber exclusive. It shakes out to be 10 episodes or more per month for just $3 a month. That is 30 cents an episode. You can't afford not to subscribe. Or, as always, to get everything the Unpops Network has to offer for one still insanely low price, head to patreon.com slash unpops. Either way, thanks for listening and thanks for the support. We love you. Let's get back to the show. Have either of you played rock band? Yeah, I was like, I was pretty, it was kind of a thing when I was in high school. Like it was like, oh, they got the set. We got to come up. It was like, a, you know, you'd have like a rock band party. But it's one of these things where like the, the fucking 
smell comes off the rose pretty quick. It's like after you kind of bleep blorp through this Arctic monkeys two or three times, you're like, oh, I get it. You know, it's like fine, but you know, wasn't like it never really that engaging to me. I never understood the dudes who like were gonna like shred Dragon Force with their eyes closed <laughs> on YouTube for like weird like incel metal guy clout. You know, like you could have just learned guitar. So I'll just joke about it. But it's like you could have just fucking applied all this time to an actual instrument instead of like yeah. playing the button. So I don't know. I never really got the point of it. Yeah, I. I played it. I think I only had Guitar Hero. I don't think I ever had Rock Band. I wasn't going to set up a fucking drum set in my house so I could play video games. Well, the drums were fucked up, too, because I'd be, like, just playing it like a... I could play drums a little bit, and I'd just be playing it like a drum song, and it's like, no, you have to hit it in the specific wrong timing that, like, shows up on the screen, so it's like, (laughs) you have to, like, clack away arrhythmically. It's, like, it's wildly, like, frustrating to your brain. Like, just, like, looking at... where one thing is out of place and it's supposed to bother you, you know? It's like a sonic version of that for however long the song is. It's pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah, that's too fucking much. I did to, to not really because of boredom, but just so I wouldn't work all the time during this. I finally bought a video game console. I bought an Ooh. Xbox, which yeah. it turns out was the wrong choice. I should have gotten a PlayStation 4, but it's fine. What have you, uh, what have you been playing? Mostly just NBA 2K20. It's a good move. I feel like the hang in the NBA games is significantly better. Like, you know, I, I know guys that have, like the NBA 2K group and they talk shit and it sounds fun. You never, it never sounds like a good hang during the Call of Duty Halo type shit. No. <laughs> then it's, then it's, all, it's all pretty heated and racial. But, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, seems like a, like a fun one. Yeah, I haven't got into playing online yet because I feel like I'm not good enough and if I'm going to get called the N-word by a 12-year-old, I at least want to beat him. Like, Yeah, I'd like to be playing rock bands, you know, where that's appropriate. <laughs> Speaking of video games, a bunch of Nintendo accounts just got hacked. Which, again, I didn't realize people were fucking with Nintendo that hard. I guess the Switch came out not too long ago. Oh, but- yeah, people are going ape shit for the Switch. I saw, like... Some guy built a his own switch with like an Amazon Fire tablet and shit because they're so scarce. Oh damn! Have like, you seen that? And just like made like a like a Mad Max switch with just like you know two like a shitty Xbox controller cut in half on each side. No, I, yeah. My favorite thing the my I only I only saw one Amazon tablet in the wild. I feel like those kind of like came and went, but. It was this girl who I guess got it as a gift and never used it. She's like, oh, yeah, I pretty much just use it to do cocaine off of. And uh, <laughs> I did cocaine with her off of her Amazon tablet. And I got to tell you, nice surface for that. It was very good. <laughs> it's well suited for the for the task. Yeah, this Nintendo hack, uh, 160,000 user accounts were hacked. But there was no credit card information stolen. So kind of who gives a fuck. But I'm just going to take the schematics for your Hitler memoji you made <laughs> have him play tennis against your high school drama teacher or whatever, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It That would be like the most vulnerable thing. I mean, if, cause I was on, I, I would play Wii at my buddy's house and shit when I was in high school. It's like, if they found out the very disrespectful versions of all the people in our lives that we had created and it's like, and there's Ryan's fat mom and there's <laughs> a fucking bitch chemistry deep. Like if that came out, it's like, Carl, would you care to explain why I have five moles? You know, like I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, what are they really taking? You're like your DMS to other seven year olds. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
a thing like this is more concerning when if it happens to you if you use that password other places then you need to go out and change that password all those other places yeah so the 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 nintendo hack i don't know don't worry about it everyone will be fine protect those passwords uh more super important news microsoft now flags double spaces between sentences as an error oh finally that always bugged the shit out of me i always end up with a bunch of those yeah did is this a thing anyone ever like had to deal with i did a little bit i mean it was it's it's like never of any consequence outside my own ocd about it but i mean it is like a like it is it like i don't know if you're sending in a piece of writing for something to have to like go through and like kind of eyeball it and check and like did i get that one it, it always was weird to me. Like, and I know some people like double space just as like a stylistic choice. And I always think that looks like shit. So. I always felt like in, in my college, all the papers were required to be double spaced. And I think it came from where they wanted to write in the lines and stuff like that, you know? Oh, it's not like, it's not double spaced like between lines. It's like after a period, oh. two spaces before you start the next sentence. Oh, you mean like a paragraph break? No. Like if I said like, uh, you know, the cat is brown, space, space, and it's gay or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant like the double spacing of lines. Okay. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, they, yeah, this is a thing that was necessary back when we were all using fucking Tom Hanks coronavirus typewriters. Like, once we had modern WordPress, word processing programs and computers and shit, the need to add two spaces after a period went away. But there's always those people who are like, ooh, I'm an editor. It's always been two spaces. It's like, fuck you. Things change. Yeah. Man, I thought it was completely different. (laughs) (laughs) We can afford two spaces in this economy, buddy. Hit the bricks. It's a debate that has, for some reason, just been going on forever and ever. Someone in 2018 actually did a study about this and decided that people who use two spaces are technically correct. And the world just unanimously said, no, you're wrong. One space. Yeah, man. Strunk and white can really suck my dick. I've never like found any, uh, I don't know, any value in any of the like syntactical debates or like uh, preferences. Of it's like, I don't know. I've, I've like some of the most impactful writing I've ever read is like all lowercase Tumblr posts that's broken out in some weird, you know, ASCII art kind of way or whatever. It's like it doesn't matter. It does not. It's like do you, does the person reading it get what you're saying? Then that's like where it should end. Yeah. When I started or when I was writing at Cracked back in the day, I would every once in a while get someone who would message me and ask like writing tips and things and whenever someone asked about like a book or something you could read to become a better writer my advice was always don't read any of them like i feel like people who pay really close attention to those rules actually kind of constrain themselves when they're trying to write like if if you're writing comedy that people are going to read on the internet you're gonna have to use a lot of fucking sentence fragments or your jokes aren't gonna work yeah yeah a lot of the books I've read about, I've read several uh, like authors writing about how, writing, how to write. They always uh, don't give a fuck about like the grammar stuff or this, any sort of the stylistic shit. They're just like, get your ideas out there. I mean, like what Connor was saying, like the people that write for a living fiction or nonfiction, it's about conveying your ideas and not so much like, you know, the, the, the rules are for fucking 
people that aren't creative. Yeah, I read I read Stephen King's On Writing, and it was like it was pretty good. I mean, it was like if the only things that I really took away from it that I like were impactful to me at all was like just looking at different ways to approach the process or looking at how you're going about it. Uh, that was kind of like helpful, like a helpful way to like approach things. But that and uh, I do I do have one piece of advice that he used that I think fucks with me is like he just says never use adverbs. Yeah. That makes sense. Like it is a little like lazy. It's like, well, if you don't know how to say he's doing it lackadaisically, like implying that with something subtler, painting that picture for your reader, it's like you just go and yeah, he was lackadaisical about how like you know whatever it is. So that always will sometimes will be sitting there and like, God damn it, that's an adverb, and I'll see if I can get it out of there. But even then, I'm like, I don't know. I'm writing pussy jokes. Who cares if there's an ly at the end of this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually the one tip I picked up from that Stephen King book also was the adverb thing. Yeah, I think a lot of people have had that because I had a buddy, Jake, who had the same deal. Yeah. that really, like, I don't know. I mean, it really makes me want to go on like a go fuck yourself tour of my hometown and be like, hey, guys, I'm a professional writer and I, I learned nothing from any of you is helpful at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On writing is good. It's But that book is more inspirational than like instructional i think i think any good book on writing is really it should be inspirational because they're not going to be able to teach you how to be creative but if they can get you to fucking every time i read one of those books there's like a spurt where like there's like a month where i'm actually doing that type of shit you know yeah Yeah. it's just like a good kick in the ass i get the same thing i mean i like i don't know i watch youtube clips and get pumped up or whatever you know whether it's a dragon ball z or just somebody i like talking about making something i like you know you like just to give yourself a little momentum i got this i got chuck palinick wrote one of those books about writing yeah it's like these kind of debates i i kind of do see the the other side of it though where like if you went to college to learn this shit and learn all these like Chicago manual of style rules and whatnot. And then you get out into the job world and everyone's like, ah, fuck it. None of that matters anymore. <laughs> You're going to feel like you wasted your fucking time because you did waste your time very much. Like, yeah, I mean, I get why people are so attached to it. And it's like, no, 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 I understand there's some level of you want a degree of uniformity or, you know, which is fine for like, I don't know if you're putting out a book or an article or whatever, but like just in general, nobody really cares. I mean, at, at a certain point, it's like there's a guy whose job it is to know all that stuff for you. So like it kind of becomes mood. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me of baseball a little bit where baseball holds on to all of these traditions. So, so tightly. And like the latest one is people are like, couldn't robots just be umpires? Like, do, like they're kind of the cashier of baseball. Like what do we need them for? Yeah. That's <laughs> the cashier of baseball. It, it's one of those things where it's like, well, no, it certainly is funny watching you react to things. But I mean, I, like you're a lot more expensive than a couple double D batteries there, Hank. But yeah. it's like, you know, like if somebody was like pitching a perfect game and then they could, it would be harder to get a perfect game probably. if yeah, there was Because there probably is a degree of like you want to, as the umpire, you want to be able to go home to the wife and be like, hey, this guy pushed a perfect game today. You know? I, was like, I mean, if you're going to give it to him, if it's like just an inch, you know what I mean? Uh, ah, he's on a good one, man. Why am I fucking this up? I want to be a part of history, you know? Right. 
boring baseball game every night. Tonight I could be a part of history if I let this fucking inch to the left slide. But the counterpoint to that, there was a thing that happened maybe like five years ago in baseball. I don't remember who the pitcher was, but he played for he was pitching for the Detroit Tigers and he had a perfect game going and the last out of the game was just a infield ground ball to first base and he runs over and covers and catches the ball and the umpire just fucking choked and called the guy safe and just blew up this guy's perfect game even the guy who was batting when the umpire called him safe was like what the fuck give the guy his perfect game get the fuck out of here and i feel like maybe a robot wouldn't do that i mean there's probably a way like Maybe not the guy that calls balls and strikes. I think that should always be a guy, maybe. I don't know. But you could get rid of the other umps. There, there's probably a way to put a sensor in the ball when it gets to uh, the glove that, that it knows that it got there before the runner or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Would the ball tell you the person was like, <laughs> who, who is there just going to be an announcement from the – I guess the PA person, there'd have to be announcement from somewhere that the guy's out. Yeah, you'd still want all that. I still want the organ player and things like that at a baseball game. So would the guys physically still be on the field, the umpires, and they would just be hearing it? They'd be like, out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you would maybe you'd do all video. That would be annoying, though, because then you're, like, stopping for every fucking play. I mean, baseball really needs to figure out how to be faster. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's the problem with baseball in general is that I do – I have a whole bit about this that I do on stage. Like, baseball is supposed to be boring. Like, baseball, when it's being played at its – at at the highest level, it's supposed to just be two pitchers doing their fucking job. I don't know, it's like poker, where it's like, I don't know, you want to watch a guy with sunglasses fold a bunch of times. Like, that's really kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, stop putting uh, two spaces between sentences, <laughs> I guess. That's where that discussion goes. Some other news that came out recently, but I feel like this is one of those stories where all of a sudden the internet latches onto it and is like, oh, shit, did you hear about this? And then you look it up and it's like, yeah, there was a Huffington Post article about it seven years ago. But Dolly Parton was a secret producer on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was also a secret producer of some boners I had. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Got that rack. I'm sorry. Come on. Just... <laughs> Dolly Parton's fucking great. Buffy the Vampire Slayer I've never watched. Uh, it's, it's one of the, every person that's ever like liked me enjoys it. So like based on that, I go, this must be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I had the same thing with Dr. Who where it's like, I'm just surrounded by, you know, like your girl I've dated or all my friends are like, it's great. I'm like, well, this is what people that associate with this enjoy. It's gotta be fucking trash. Yeah. If I found out Dolly Parton was a secret producer on Dr. Who, I'd be like, fuck Dolly Parton. That show's terrible. I don't know why that's a big I mean, it's like, what's the big... I mean, Dolly Parton's been in movies. She is, She's an entertainer. It's like finding out anybody that's a movie star produces anything. Like, why is it a surprise? I mean, I guess I'm like, I just wonder what she adds to the Buffy the Vampire Slayer universe. Like, I don't know. She's certainly got famous friends. She could get involved in her cameos and shit. But it's like, why Why is Dolly Parton your liaison for that? Like, what? Like, I don't know. Is she really into the lore? Does she really... 
relate to the characters? Or are you trying to add a little bit of Dolly's storytelling flavor to the whole thing? I, I was a little confused as to what you actually contributed. I mean, I guess you could extrapolate that Buffy was like a women's empowerment show, and that's kind of Dolly Parton's brand and being like an empowered woman and sort of shit like that. If you were to like a marquee level, like empowering woman on board your project, like how many phone calls before you get to, oh, Dolly Parton sure has been having big tits in public for a long time. Like, I, it, I feel like there's like, I don't know, that's that was, she, she wouldn't be the first name that came to mind. No disrespect, of course. I mean, she owns a theme park. I mean, she she's probably, th- I would say she's more famous than uh, a lot of, eh, I, I think she's, you know, not, that movie Nine to Five and she was in. There's probably a lot of my, uh, a lot of my stupid young slash West Coast bias coming out here, so. I mean, Dolly, Dollywood's a huge theme park. I mean, in the, in the country world, she's like iconic, you know. Is it a huge theme park or is it a huge theme park for like to be about a country singer? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, there's no other country singer that has their own theme park. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the way this apparently happened, she started a production company in 1986 with her friend and former business partner, Sandy Gallen. And they produced a few movies in the 90s, including Father of the Bride uh, and the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. And the idea to spin it off into a series came from an executive at that production company named Gail Berman. And they've been included in the credits ever since. So the the fact that Dolly Parton is associated with this is kind of just that. She's just associated with it because it happened through her company. But it's not like she's in the writer's room and shit like that. That's a pretty good track record for like a celebrity production company, though, you know? Yeah. Father of the Bride, Buffy the Slim, the movie and the TV show. I mean, I feel like some of the production companies from celebrities are kind of a vanity project and they produce some bullshit. Yeah. And it looks like she had some home runs. She had some hitters. I'm, I'm always like, uh, oh, damn, that was going to be, I think, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well just like with with this coming back in the news it really just shows you how like how how significantly coronavirus is just like the the last little bit of like monoculture we've ever had where it's like oh it's the one thing that everybody's fucking talking about like you know like dancing with the stars was in 2008 or whatever uh better the moon landing around is a better example but it's like we're literally going back and like microwaving tidbits from seven years ago you know it's like when you get to like going through the cupboards and you're like is this pumpkin bread mix from the 90s still good probably it's kind of you know it's just it's weird that it's like why are we who thought this was going to bring in the shares you know yeah it's like the just researching this episode was really difficult because there is no fucking news happening and like this feels like exactly what you're describing where it's just like we've known this and it's really not that interesting well the happened the other day Right, calling that uh, calling that lady a loser on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Alex Trebek is so savage!" And it's like, we do this every four months. <laughs> like, can you guys just see it, and then <laughs> we can have a new thing? Yeah, that that Alex Trebek video was old too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the tweet I saw said something like Alex Trebek fought cancer and came back and didn't give a fuck. And it's like that happened before the cancer thing. I'm pretty sure Alex was a negative spiteful man and that eventually metastasized in tumor form and, and you're seeing the evidence here it's played out across your twitter feeds yeah it's how cancer works it's it's a disease of retribution and, and that's the way i look at it <laughs> so 
let's talk about something that is fucking interesting. Scientists found the first record of someone dying by getting hit by a fucking meteorite. Maybe. This is a thing, when I saw this headline, I was like, does that happen? Like, you have to have the worst goddamn luck. I, I remember one, I remember seeing a documentary where it was like a chick who got like beamed in the leg by it really bad. It was all swollen up. So it's like, I think it happens here and there, but I mean, it's obviously super rare. Yeah. According to this report that was published in the journal Meteoritics in Planetary Science, use code on pops at checkout to save 16% on your subscription. Scientists think they found the oldest evidence of a meteorite striking and killing a person. It's an 1888 record from the General Directorate of State Archives of the Presidency of the Republic of Turkey, which is way too many fucking words. It contains three manuscripts that seem to recount a death by meteorite. The first manuscript details a fireball occurring the month before in the evening over a village somewhere where one man died and another was injured and paralyzed as a result of the event. I mean, I just feel like if that if that happens to you at that point in time, you got to just start extrapolating like, okay, who, whose wife did I covet? You know, like when was <laughs> When did I lie? Like, you're like, oh my God, it's fucking real. I just got, smi- like a literal smiting took place, you know? It, w- it would send you to existential collapse. I feel like if something like this was coming, because we would know for at least a, a couple weeks or so if we were about to get hit by a meteor right. that was going to wreck humanity. I honestly feel like there would be some sort of movement to pinpoint where it's going to hit and people would just start congregating there so they could get hit by it as soon as it lands because that's really the best option if 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 earth is going to end that way you want that meteorite to fucking hit you in the face oh yeah and just a bunch of people like squished like ants underneath like in a weird pompeii orgy coachella type environment i think we should get travis scott to play and like have it <laughs> it's like look the sky the skies are gonna go dark the crops will wither and die it's like do you want to like live off the fucking uh, the the carrion of the old world, or do you want to come hang with Lizzo and have <laughs> one last fucking dance party with everybody you've ever loved? <laughs> Mexico, fuck it, man. Yeah, yeah. I I just uh, I I don't feel like I'm built for marauding, <laughs> and that's gonna be what happens when you survive that meteor impact. Is now you just have to like fight people for all your canned goods and now i'm vi- i'm voting mad max world i want to wear all leather and shit and uh have a car that's doctored up and shoot people every once in a while <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be honest my main concern is that i'm not a gun guy like if, if i had a ton of guns let's maraud i feel like you get a shotgun it sprays out. i don't know enough about guns but i mean you're gonna have a lot of, i mean i've learned some stuff just having a month downtime i bet you if i had years of downtime i'd become a good marksman it's crazy how the one thing this country isn't running out of right now is guns buddy that's that's what we're good at <laughs> i bet i mean i bet sales are way up it always like every everything like this that ever happens in the news it's always like and then gun sales go way up you know there's a gun store across from me, uh, from my apartment where I'm at in Torrance, and there's a line out front pretty regularly. Like, I went over there the other day, and there were like three people standing in line outside waiting to get in to buy guns, and it's like, what are you going to do with those guns? Give me that gun. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's, like, I feel like the 
only thinking there is people assuming this is going to turn into a Mad Max situation. Whenever I think about that, it's like, well, I don't know. You can have your little, like, fantasies about what you do. But it's like, I don't want to fucking murder a shitload of people for beans, you know? <laughs> like, I, I like my thought is always just like, well, and then I would kill myself as soon as it got hard at all. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, like, I, I would... Yeah, I just I don't see myself like going around like I don't want to fight with people or compete with them or hurt. You know, it's just like it's just going to get ugly. I mean, wait, uh, looking at you right now, you would end up being somebody's girlfriend. That's probably the the biggest concern. <laughs> oh yeah, I could I could probably note that. I could probably be the uh, I could probably be the town hole. You know, <laughs> every town's going to need a hole once the post apocalypse hits. So that's a very honorable pursuit. You know, I could kind of serve a dual purpose as, like, you know, kind of clan historian, like, <laughs> prior big announcements, you know, I'm charismatic, and then, you know, everybody could also get and go fuck me behind a shed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the when I looked into this story, the the question I had was, how often does this actually happen? And the thing is, there is no scientifically documented instance of a person being killed by a meteorite. Mm -hmm. Someone claimed it happened in 2016 in India, but NASA came out pretty quick after that and said that the images clearly show a ground explosion and not this person being hit by a meteorite. There was one that went up over Russia in 2013 and injured a bunch of people. Oh, okay. I've seen videos of that. That was, that was pretty wild. Like people were driving and you could see it and shit. Yeah, because everyone has a dashboard camera. Uh, I have a question. Has anybody ever been killed from like a penny getting thrown off the Empire State Building? Or is that just like an urban myth that people say? That's a good question. That is a good one. Because I used to do the same thing with quarters on Supreme Scream and Knott's Berry Farm to try to do like the commercial and uh, never really didn't do anything except you'd lose your quarters. But I mean, I don't know. I didn't drop them on nobody's head. <laughs> I found an article that says what would happen if you were hit by a penny falling from a skyscraper. Right. Uh oh, come on. So many words. That's a lot of words. I'm just implying Yeah, it's a it it's a myth. You wouldn't die from that, apparently. They they did an experiment and they mythbustered it? Yeah, they they did that exact thing. They just dropped a bunch of pennies off the Empire State Building and they end up just sort of fluttering to the ground as opposed to like turning into a projectile that becomes a bullet when it hits the ground. So I guess it would tumble quite a bit. Like it wouldn't just like it wouldn't drop straight like a like a razor. Yeah. Now if you use something heavier, then you're doing some damage. But until then, if you want to chuck some pennies off the Empire State Building, by all means do it. If I ever get home invaded, I got a kettlebell and I'm like, I'll just like swing the shit like Thor. I feel like that's pretty <laughs> like it's basically like a like a lightsaber of heaviness. Like there's not really much that's like a twenty five pound kettlebell, even as like weak as I am, is to like you, yeah, they'll, they'll like they'll take you out. They'll knock you down. Yeah, yeah. You take that to the face. It's gonna hurt. Oh yeah. Speaking of science, more news that has come from the world of science recently. Scientists have identified the most dangerous place in the history of Earth, which was the Sahara Desert 100 million years ago. Which is kind of a boring answer. Yeah. It would have been way cooler if they were like fucking New York City in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. But the, uh, at the time, the Sahara Desert was home to a vast river system filled with 
all sorts of terrifying beasts like the saber-toothed Carchotserodontosaurus, sure, which had enormous jaws and long serrated teeth up to eight inches long. There were also several predatory reptiles, which is, uh, oh, I forgot to leave the operative word out of there, flying predatory reptiles, which- kinds of pterodactyls. Like in case you get bored, there's another flying <laughs> asshole pterodactyl type beast. Yeah, there was there was a point where like there were birds on Earth that were the size of fucking cars. Oh yeah. Can you imagine if that was still a thing and like trying to go to a baseball game or something and one of those motherfuckers flies over and shits on an entire <laughs> section of the stadium all at once? That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> So you just get crop dusted by a dinosaur. Yeah. Popping <laughs> uh, in your twelve dollar beer. That would be pretty funny. It would. Like I would. That, that's like when I would maybe get into hunting. Like if there was monsters. <laughs> like okay, we got like we got a big ass bird outbreak in Omaha, and we got to we got to send these guys out. You know, and then, then it's like I don't know. Then you're basically playing Skyrim with rednecks. Yeah, then it's a public service at that point. This is a quote from the researchers behind this this was arguably the most dangerous place in the history of planet earth a place where a human time traveler would not last very long that is dr nazir ibrahim assistant professor of biology at the university of detroit mercy so he knows a thing or two about dangerous places it'd be funny (laughs) if he had he had a picture of him with a colleague that had went missing you know because he said the time traveling thing (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, I want to see that episode of Devs where they just watch some time traveler get eaten by a flying reptile in the Sahara Desert. Anyone watching Devs? Great show. I watched the whole thing. You you, you watched the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing about time travel, for it to exist at some point in the future, it kind of has to have existed all the time. And like by the time we get to it, the people who had it before will have done all the cool shit. Like, we'll just be spectators going back. There, There is actually a conspiracy theory about the sinking of the Titanic that claims the reason the Titanic sank was time travelers going back and wanting to see the Titanic sink. So they go back and they're on the Titanic and there's so many extra people that it sinks, which is the most insane theory I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, it was the extra 40 time traveling tourists that really... Yeah. It was the straw that broke the camel, not the iceberg, none of that. No. And that, and it also assumes that the time travelers wouldn't be able to communicate with each other, that they needed to time travel off the boat. Right, yeah. 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 And also just, that, that sounds like a horrible scene. I just, I'm picturing just a bunch of unlovable house frows going to reenact their favorite love movie from high school and just, uh, like, what, to what end? It's like, oh my God, it's like when Leonardo DiCaprio would have been over there. It's like, well, I don't, I've never gotten like the fun or the mystique or the interest of the Titanic. It was just a big boat. I, I guess it sank. Uh, well, they, you know, they said it wouldn't sink. That's why intrigue. They got like there's just a dude that was bad at driving a boat or what? Who cares? There is a conspiracy theory that it was sunk on purpose by J.P. Morgan to eliminate opposition to the Federal Reserve, which <laughs> also insane. That's a QAnon theory. Really. Okay. Yeah, they've. It didn't start with them, but they've for some reason started 
recirculating that theory. And it's like, right now, we give a fuck about J.P. Morgan sinking the Titanic? Now, is the QAnon, is it one person or is it like a collective, like the like anonymous group? I mean, it's like a death cult at this point. Well, I know the people that follow it, but like the person that is the info person, or is it all just kind of like a circle that feeds itself, like a snake that's eating his own tail? Actually, uh, 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 John F. Kennedy Jr. never perished in the plane crash. And he's waiting to come back and retake control of American democracy. And he's, I think he's decent. He, he, like, isn't that the idea that it's like some, like, they always like, there's like always a weird, like, it's kind of like the masked singer for racist people trying to figure out who Q is. <laughs> they just project whatever, like, dead political figure that they can, you know, like onto it. And they go, okay, well, now this week it's like Eric Trump or whatever, whoever it is, you know? Yeah. And as crazy as that sounds, that is one of their theories is that JFK Jr. is not dead and that maybe he's the person doing all of this. But yeah, I think Q, I think it's presented as being one person, but I feel like it's not. It feels more like a concerted effort on the part of several people. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, it's like a trip. It's sort of as a trip code on 4chan, which is like 4chan is an anonymous image board, but there's like, one function within it where you can have like a username with a password that is unique to you. So there's somebody that has that. And I mean, God knows it's probably the most like hacked thing on earth. Everyone's trying to get in there. So it just seems to me like so impossible to like really nail down that it's from the same person. Uh, you know, I mean, like it, it very well could just be like one guy running this incredible prank. <laughs> That's yeah. like, uh, they are still running with it. Yeah. I think I was in the South somewhere and I saw like a billboard for like the QAnon. Oh. Like, I was like, what the fuck? It's got his own billboard? God damn. Yeah. Well, it's what's well, fucked up now is like, I don't know, I'll get into some, some whatever. Like there's like, it, all, all, I have like three to four beliefs in common with QAnon people. So everyone's way accidentally see something like, oh yeah, that is a good point about the uh, Glenn Maxwell. And you go over to the profile and you're like, oh okay, I didn't know we were going to this <laughs> neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a a real fucking rabbit hole. And yeah, with QAnon, it feels like one of those doomsday cults where every once in a while this fucking preacher will get in front of America and be like, the world's gonna end on May fifth, and then the world doesn't end, and he's like, here's why it didn't end on May fifth. Turns out I was wrong. It's going to be in October. And then the world doesn't end in October and there's a new excuse. That's been happening with QAnon where... They treat the apocalypse like a tool album, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason that people keep believing this because it's like it's the, uh, the sunken cost theory that you've, you've put so much time into believing this to not just keep going with it. It would have to, You would have to just like admit so much to yourself that it's all fucked up you know oh that becomes a huge like the, the like when once you get in like a certain level of deep it's like it's all emotional you know what i mean like it's all like you have to that's what i like i don't know i'm i'm doing all the shit and i'm very careful but i feel that way about some of the coronavirus stuff sometimes we're like any sort of like debate about the safety or legitimacy of whatever like it, it like people get so aggro and closed-minded about it not that look I know nothing, but just looking at the conversations, I'm like, it seems more like you have a very deep emotional stake in being correct about this. Like there's a, there's a big group of people that based on this one, like throwaway thing that Trump said that he was going to uh, equalize all currency. It was like just some weird riff he went off on. Like everything will all be the same. And because of that, all these people went out and bought a shitload of Iraqi dinar 
which is like the lowest, like cheapest currency. <laughs> because they'll be like, well, oh, be like one dollar. I've got a billion of these, but then I'll have a billion dollars. And they got these Facebook groups and all this shit, and they just are continued like, oh, oh, I don't know why he's fucking playing dumb. I mean, he's got it's like, dude, you fucking turn that back into like whatever it's worth and put it back in the bank for the kids' college fund or whatever. It's not happening. Yeah, I feel like at this point the Trump administration is just kind of trying to see what like how much the people who really follow Trump will do if he says to do it. Oh, I'll get paranoid about that where I'm like, this has to be some sort of like computer simulation where they're like, all right, well, what if we just what if he? What if we just put out the tape? Let's see if that like where they're basically seeing like how long of a leash they have. You know, it's all being run on some big underground deep blue back in twenty thirteen, like as a part of an exploratory bid. It's like, whoa, we could take this really far. If we wanted to. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to get in front of the country and say murdering Democrats will cure the coronavirus and yeah. see how many people get murdered in the streets immediately after that happens. And no one's arguing that it would certainly help. But as a as a solution wholesale, I don't know. One hundred percent. It would definitely put a dent, would flatten that curve a little bit. Yeah. So since we kind of brought up coronavirus, let's end on I had a story in here about Facebook setting up a messaging app. Don't use it. Fucking Facebook is a goddamn supervillain and they will spy on your conversations. But let's get to the last story since we brought up coronavirus. A man was forced to isolate alone in a haunted ghost town because of coronavirus. I saw this. I love this story so much. The guy's name is Brent Underwood, and he purchased the town of Cerro Gordo, California in 2018 for $1.4 million. To get old man Willicker's fortune, there's a bit of a catch. You know, it's just, it's like a Goosebumps book. You know, it's like. It really is. This place that he bought was actually the subject of a Ghost Adventures episode where they concluded that it is haunted by the ghosts of two girls who died while trapped in a closet. Becky, I'm trapped in here. Let me out. (laughs) And so naturally you want to buy that and flip it into an Airbnb. And that's exactly what Brent Underwood was doing, was trying to convert this ghost town into an Airbnb it's a great name to run a ghost town. Brent Underwood's ghost town, the Airbnb. I mean, it's kind of all right there. Yeah, it's a it's a real Old West gunslinger kind of name. I don't know about Brent. Maybe not that part, but the Underwood for sure. Oh, yeah. Underwood, that sounds like a name out of Caddyshack or some <laughs> shit like that. Claire. And when this outbreak started, the there's been a caretaker at this place for the past 21 years. And that guy was like, hey, can I go... Can I maybe get a week off to go check on my wife in Arizona, who for some reason doesn't live with him full time at this haunted ghost town in the middle of nowhere in California? So Brent Underwood is like, sure, I'll take care of the place for a week. Get up there. And then that guy goes to Arizona. Brent Underwood goes to the ghost town. The coronavirus outbreak starts and Cerro Gordo, California gets hit with a snowstorm. So now Brent Underwood is just stuck at this fucking haunted ghost town while quarantining from coronavirus. Yeah, so good. This is like, this is honestly kind of what you deserve if you try to get into like uh, boutique historical tourism. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Like this... Walk, everybody wants to live in a ghost town until the dysentery is back on the table, (laughs) you know? Yeah, this... 
place he's at is apparently like 20 miles from the nearest store. There's no internet access, so he can't watch Netflix, which is a bummer. That's actually a thing he brings up in the article. This is a quote. I've certainly missed out on all the Netflix phenomena. When I do make it onto social media, I keep seeing all these memes about Tiger King, and I have no idea what people are talking about. <laughs> Either of you seen Tiger King yet? Oh, yeah. I saw it right when it came But he's, like, stuck with, like, the movies they sell at the gas station in the South where he's watching, like, a copy of Heat 2. <laughs> yeah, basically. I was lucky. I got, that was, like, one of the few, like, uh, group media conversation phenomenons that I've, like, really enjoyed being a part of where I'm like, oh, this... The whole Tiger King ride was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed the, the different takes on it. Dave, did you see Tiger King? I watched it in uh, bits and pieces. My roommates were all watching it at different times, so I saw parts of it here and there. Uh, I mean, I, you know, it, it feels like so long ago the, the whole Tiger King phenomenon happened. It does, yeah. I mean, to, to me, that's still the biggest takeaway that I just do not see discussed enough is, like, the Doc Antle sex cult of it all. Like that this guy has just like has people working for insanely long hours that have sex with him in order to be around tigers. Like I was just like, okay, that is crazy. And this guy's just doing regular ass press. <laughs> like he's just on all the shows, Skyping in saying, hey. And it's like, dog, he has like a fucking a sex cult, a literal sex cult. You know, it's pretty, pretty plainly there in the documentary. And, uh, yeah, that lady has all these horrible stories about running away and escaping and they make her change her name and all that. I'm like, this is, to me, like the bombshell here. Like, that that is still going on. I mean, I, I mean, they were all, like, they're all criminals. They're all con men and criminals. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, like, two decent people. Like, there's, like, two, like, the, two of the, like, sketchy guys that Joe just gets to work the zoo seem like pretty decent people. And then everybody else, you're like, you, I, you should not be, <laughs> there should be no place for you in polite society. But that's America. I mean, America is a bunch of hucksters. I mean, like every, like Trump and everybody works for Trump. Like, I think there was a story Trump hired some guy who was an ex-dog breeder to head up some task force or some shit, the Corona Task Force. Did you hear about that story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it won't be long until there's like Jeff Dye is working at the WHO or whatever. <laughs> yeah that that's the one thing i've said this a few times that makes me feel a little better about the prospect of voting for joe biden is democrats handle situations like what's happening now significantly better than republicans because republicans just instinctively want to act like science isn't real and that's not beneficial during a coronavirus outbreak whatsoever and like another example of republicans fucking things up that way remember after or before hurricane katrina like when all that stuff started happening we found out george bush had put a guy who used to run a horse breeding academy in charge of FEMA. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He was like, oh, Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. I remember that. Yeah. Well, the problem is uh, Republicans as a whole don't believe in, like, there should be a public government, that everything could be done privately by some business so everybody can make some money. But not everything should be for profit, you know? You shouldn't be like, ooh, how do we make money out of this, you know? Or it, it won't get done. Well, it's like, it's turned every, like, I don't know, it's just, it, we're already kind of living in a world of microtransactions where it's every little fucking thing you got to go buy and there's a whole factory with a whole thing. And it's like, I don't know, that's why I'm, that's why I was such a big Bernie guy, such a big socialism 
guys just because like I just don't think we need that many different kinds of shit we don't need <laughs> you know like there, there shouldn't be like two competing singing toothbrush companies you know like well they got the Bieber contract and they got the Ariana Grande contract and they're trying it's just like it's so much excess and so much waste and it's like none of these resources are distributed anywhere near like you know in accordance with like people's need or what would be like their ideal function it's just like a big puddle of money that everyone's trying to like vacuum up and it just turns into a big old shit show and you have a couple little rules where you're supposed to make it vaguely fair but it's like i don't know it's just not happening it's like it's all falling apart i feel like we got off track this motherfucker's trapped in a ghost house that's that's the gist of that story. So, have you ever have you ever been trapped anywhere like like stuck in a place for a significant amount like you know because of weather or anything like that? I've had nothing have like you know a couple of gnarly layovers, but nothing too exciting. Yeah, nothing really for me. I've had yeah layovers. I got snowed in in Wisconsin in May once, which was weird. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't really had anything like that. I've never been marooned anywhere. So yeah, I think that's an episode. This was uh this was good. It was it was fun to not talk about coronavirus news. Oh yeah. It was exciting to talk to anybody that wasn't my roommate, so that was exciting. Really. This is a big day. I know. I'll it'll be it'll be ten days and I'll be like, I don't I haven't had a conversation. <laughs> Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. So yeah, it's nice to do anything then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not locked down alone, so uh or with roommates like that. I feel like being locked down with roommates would be as bad or worse than being locked down alone. I don't know. I don't think I would do. I don't do very well alone. I mean, I like, I mean, me and my roommate, uh, Mitch Burrow, we've been making a ton of videos. I mean, the days that we make videos, it's like all of a sudden, like we got like, we're doing a job, we're doing something, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that by myself. So, I mean, I appreciate having people around. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't appreciate having people around. That's, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) So do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Either of you got live shows coming up? Uh, Well, I just tell people to follow me on Instagram. I've been making a bunch of quarantine content, not quarantine related, just, just anything that maybe take people's minds off everything, you know. Where can people find you on Instagram? Dave Waite comedy. Very nice. Connor, what about you? Uh, yeah, same thing. I mean, yeah, just follow me on social media. I'm at Connor McSpadden on everything. So good luck spelling it. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow me at Adam Todd Brown on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Unpops on Twitter, unpops.podcast on Instagram. And uh, keep supporting uh, patreon.com slash unpops. It's been uh, going well so far, and we haven't had to shut things down or stop paying people, so we appreciate the support. And uh, I think that's it. All right, man. Well, hopefully I'll see you in real life next time, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good to see you, Dave. Good to see you, Adam. Yeah, yep. good to see you both. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street.